Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hi, I'm Gabby. And I'm Rob. And this is Dark Origins Podcast, a podcast where I tell Rob about the inspirations behind all mediums of art, so movies, TV shows, music, etc. And sometimes we talk about times where life imitates art. Right. So, what are we talking about tonight? You said that it's going to be kind of a shorter episode tonight, which is fine because we're going to do another episode soon, but what is, what's this episode about? So you're going to hate this. Oh God. Tell me it's not. Um, I just, I heard about this case, like, I don't know, probably maybe a month ago or something. And I just can't stop thinking about it. So there's not any art based off of it, but there is an unsolved mysteries episode. Count it. Based off of it, which, like we've discussed previously, documentaries count as art. They certainly do. They certainly do. And, you know, one of my friends who's likely listening to this from out in California right now, she's like, oh, Rob hates Unsolved Mysteries. She was yelling at me on Facebook the other day, like, why do you hate Unsolved Mysteries? And I was like, I just want closure. I want these maniacs to be caught. Like that's what that's what gets me, right? But I do want I want these stories to be told and I want to know what's going on and I want people to hear about it so maybe somebody hears something that jogs a memory or who knows, right? And somebody finds something, I don't know. So I'm I'm coming around. Let me put it that way. I'm coming around. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's a very valuable show. I mean, it has helped solve multiple uh, dozens, things, multiple yeah, dozens, crimes sure. and other mysterious things that have happened. It's, it's not just the show Unsolved Mysteries. It's the entire concept of an unsolved mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. That's part of why I can't stop thinking about this case because it is just very baffling and very strange. Although I think I have a theory and most people, no, I wouldn't say most people, but some people, a lot of people have this theory and I, I think I agree with it for the most part. All right. So Devin Williams was the father of three children, a husband and a long haul trucker for Flint Hill Transportation Company. He was known to be responsible and diligent, so the events that unfolded on Memorial Day weekend of 1995 baffled everyone who knew him. 95? Yes. Unsolved Mysteries from almost 30 years ago? Yep. Wow. Okay. So, it all started six days before the incident. (sighs) On May 23rd, Devin left from Americus, I think is how you say it, Kansas, on a route he was familiar with. His first stop was in California, and it was completed on time. He reloaded his truck to drop stuff off on his way home, making the trip as lucrative as possible. Devin called his boss, Tom Wilson, to check in, and everything seemed normal. At some point after this phone call, Devin stopped to try to get some sleep. Unfortunately, Devin wasn't able to actually fall asleep, I imagine he laid down incredibly tired, but insomnia or stress or something got the best of him, and he tossed and turned for hours before realizing it was so late that he wouldn't be able to sleep if he wanted to get his trip done on time. I have never worked as a trucker, but I know that they're under an extreme amount of pressure to get their loads dropped off on time. So Devin gets up and heads to his next stop in Kingman, Arizona without getting any sleep. Okay. And that's tough. I, You know, we've gone on long trips. I know what it's like to drive tired. That's hard. Especially one of those big trucks, I imagine. The pressure, man, like is, oof. Yeah. I do not do well when I don't get sleep. It, I mean, the first, the first night of not having sleep, I feel sick and disoriented and just totally out of it the next day. So I hate it. Yeah. You're, and you're terrible. If you get tired when you're driving, you, it's dangerous. Yeah. Incredibly dangerous. He calls his boss once more to check in. Devin mentions his inability to sleep to his boss, but he seems totally normal. Otherwise on Sunday, May 28th, Devin should have made it to Kansas city, Missouri, but he was MIA. Oh no. Well, Devin's friends and family were beginning to worry about him because he has disappeared and isn't where he's supposed to be. Campers in the Arizona Tonto National Forest were having a terrifying experience. So now we're going to switch perspectives. We're, we're somewhere else. We are now in yeah, like, the Tonto National Forest. Okay? That took, yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. Okay. So... Lynn and Jack Yarrington were camping when they heard the roar of an 18-wheeler drive past them on a small road in the middle of the forest. When I say small, I mean small. They These roads were not meant for trucks. Okay. The roads, so this guy's like way out of place. Yes. I mean, think about it. Being in a national forest, 
yeah. kind of deep in there and seeing uh, an 18 wheeler, yeah. that nobody's would be got, terrifying. Nobody's getting a delivery in right. the middle of the national forest. <laughs> right, exactly. So the roads were mostly used by smaller cars. I mean, it just, just yeah, they Subarus were not, and Jeeps and shit like that. Yeah, they were not big enough for trucks. <laughs> okay. So the couple was shocked as they watched the truck tear through the forest. The truck continued up and down the small road several times, at one point almost hitting another car. How was the guy turning the thing around? I don't know. I do not know. But he's going down, then back, then down, then back. I don't know how he's turning it around, though. He's doing like an Austin Powers at the end of it. Like, ew, 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 ew. Remember when he got stuck in the hallway? No. little golf cart? You don't remember? Oh, my gosh. We got to rewatch that. I, I was just a kid when I saw it. I don't remember. I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> the car was driving down the narrow road when the truck came barreling towards it from the opposite direction with no intention of stopping or avoiding a collision. The driver of the car threw it into reverse and drove backwards as fast as possible until they found a safe place to pull off the road. So imagine that like you are driving backwards, trying to find a place to get off the road while you're driving as fast as possible while a gigantic truck is driving forward at you. That's terrifying. Yeah. Have you ever tried to drive backwards fast? No, like but I can super imagine. It's easy to just cut right, right. And just spin out of control. And yeah. Like, I can imagine that it would be hard to keep it under control. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a Jason Statham movie, right? Like this stuff is hard to do. Yeah. Especially impromptu with no training. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And in terrain like that where you're on a very narrow road with trees all around it you don't really have a safe place to just pull off right and it's life or death it's like that scene in um what's that show we watched the big um oh that show with the trucker that was the killer that had the mom at home and the two girls mm. were in the woods. Yes. Um, big something. Big air. Big or sky. Big sky. Big yeah. air. <laughs> Silly me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Big sky. Like the, that opening scene. I think it was the first episode. Yeah. When he's like chasing them down the road. Yeah. yeah he yes. was way out of place with that truck too. Yeah. It's terrifying. There's something. So I don't know if it's because I watched like Jeepers Creepers growing up or uh -huh. what. Took place but, in Michigan, you know. Yeah. True story. Well, no, it's inspired a by a true story, story which yeah. we will cover one day. But something about big trucks or whatever being in places yeah. that they shouldn't be really freaks me out. Thankfully, they were successful and didn't get hit. They said the driver looked as if he didn't see them in front of him. He remained expressionless as he looked ahead, never slowing down or acknowledging them. So he was basically like just... Zone. Head head forward, looking through them, just not there. Like he was on another plane, or he just wasn't. Didn't seem aware of what was going on. Like he just That's was weird. Kind of yeah, just zoned out, looking forward. Possibly asleep at the wheel. I mean, it, the conscious, but to unconscious. them, it, it looked like his eyes were open, so he wasn't necessarily sleeping, but he wasn't like lucid and conscious well, that's kind of what i'm getting either. at yeah like like maybe it's this guy right 
is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. The missing man. And mm-hmm. he's just in almost like a fugue state. Yeah. Where he can't, like he's functioning, but not. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it seemed like. Yeah. After making several passes, because remember, he's he goes up and down multiple times. Right. After making several passes, the truck drove away from the campers. It was spotted later that day, deeper into the National Forest. A group of people were headed towards a field in the forest to have a nice picnic. As they approached, they saw the giant truck parked in the middle, apparently stuck in a field. Okay. Confounded, one of the men in the group named Charles Hall asked the truck driver how he got his truck stuck all the way out here. The driver responded saying, they made me do it. Charles asked him what he meant and the driver said, no, you can't help me out. I'll never get it out of here. I'm going to jail. At this point, I think Charles and the rest of the group left because they were getting nervous. Yep. It's time to go. Yeah. Yeah. Later, dude. Charles later stated that he thought there might have been another person in the cab holding the man hostage because his behavior was just so strange, but he noted that the man didn't really try to keep the group there or try to tell them that he needed help or anything. Or to get them to leave or anything, right? Like there's no help me or get the out of here or anything. Right. Yeah. Either way, the group called police to have them check the situation out. Deputy Dean Wells was responsible for going out to see what was going on. The meadow was near Forest Service Road 137, about 20 miles from Highway 87. The truck was still stuck in the meadow when the deputy arrived, but the driver was nowhere to be found. Deputy Wells inspected the truck and its contents. There was about 1,200 boxes of lettuce and strawberries, and nothing appeared to be out of place. Everything looked normal. The refrigeration unit was still working. Everything looked fine. But the cab was locked, so he wasn't able to actually get into the cab. But he said from the outside looking through the windows, it looked clean. Everything looked like it was in its correct place. So so a police officer that sees that is not going to break a window and find out what the hell's going on? Apparently Maybe you can not. see in there and you don't have to worry about it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, but he didn't do that. So okay. the deputy looked into the national crime computer to see if a man or truck had been reported missing, but he found nothing. He wasn't able to make any progress on the case that day. And that was that for that day. The next day... The same witnesses as before, Lynn and Jack, from when he was driving up and down the road, drove past a man on Forest Service Road 321. He was knelt down, just staring at a tree. The couple watched as he strangely moved his mouth, doing weird jaw movements, kind of, and mumbled unintelligibly. He had a $20 bill in his hand that he was hitting with a rock. The couple said the movements looked like he was trying to start a fire, only with the wrong materials. They stopped to ask the man if he needed help, and he responded, saying, I got to light the grill. They noted that he had nothing else with him, and there wasn't a grill anywhere near him either, so obviously that didn't make any sense to them. Something was wrong. Yeah. Yes. The man then threw something at their car, which prompted them to speed away. That was the last sighting of the man. It occurred on the same day that Devin Williams was reported missing. 
Police officers contacted the witnesses to see if they could identify Devin Williams as the man they saw driving the truck and wandering around the forest, and they could they all positively identified him. Okay, so, so now we know yeah. it was Devin Williams, which everyone probably yeah guessed, we, we but put that together. Yeah, I'm just trying to tell you, you know, the timeline of how it happened. Obviously, when this all happened, they didn't know who it was at first. Obviously, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah, put we, it together. We know, yeah. When investigators informed his family and boss, they were completely baffled. There had never been an incident like this in the past. As far as anybody knew, Devin did not use drugs or suffer from mental illness. He had to take drug tests at work, and he always passed. Of course, that doesn't rule out substance use completely, but it seemed really unlikely. Sure. At least, you know, that's what they believed, but yeah, seemed unlikely. When detectives searched his truck, they realized his duffel bag and some of his cassette tapes were missing, but all of his other belongings were there. So it seemed like he may have taken his duffel bag and some of those cassette tapes with him. As one does. But I'm taking my duffel bag with me if I got to walk through the National Forest. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. This led them to wonder if he had planned an incredibly elaborate escape from his current life with the hopes of completely starting over. This guy's living in Cabo right now. (laughs) His wife totally disagreed with that theory. She said their relationship was healthy. They had three kids who he wouldn't abandon and the family had just bought a house. Why would he run away? Things seemed good. A mortgage will do that to you. That is one thing that, you know, possibly... Financial stress either made him... He just lost his shit. Yeah, like kind of caused him to go into a psychosis. It didn't make sense to anyone. I mean, none of it made any sense really at all. They assembled teams to search on foot with canines and using off-road vehicles, but none of the searches turned up any evidence. How is that possible? Like the the guy can't get that far. Well, yeah, I take that back. Because you could get in a car with somebody. Yes, you could. But roughly two years later, hikers came across a human skull. It was found at the bottom of Mogollon Rim, I think is how it's pronounced. Cool. Close to the intersection of Forest Road 321 and Rim Road Road 300. Well, hold on. Okay. I'm just, listen, I'm just asking questions. I know, I know. This was only a quarter mile away from the last place that he was seen. So obviously they would have searched through there. Dental records confirm that the skull belonged to Devin Williams. So it was him. It was his skull. But that's all they found. They only found his skull. Wait, so they only found this man's head. Well, skull. skull. I mean, his head's decomposed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Go they, on. They only found a skull. And... I understand that searches can be done and people can miss things, especially in, you know, a national forest. But it is kind of strange that he was found not too far. I mean, actually very close to the last place that he was seen. The other thing, too, is it's possible that he actually died further away but animals sure. started eating him and they dragged parts of him closer yeah. to Forest Road 321 where you know where he was last seen so it's not it's not totally inconceivable to me that 
he just died from natural causes or we'll get into the theories of what why what happened yeah 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 but it is still very strange so the reason that it is an unsolved mystery is because at the time of the show airing i don't believe that his skull had been found ah. so they had no idea where what happened to him where he was where he went any of it obviously now we know that he probably didn't ever leave the national forest he probably died in there probably <laughs> yeah so now we know he died in the national forest but it's still unsolved as like no one knows what actually happened why right. did any of this happen what is up with the strange behavior on his part the even how did he even get to tonto national forest it's not really he shouldn't Close, have ever yeah, he shouldn't have been there ended up there and then to be just driving up and down and to drive i mean it takes a lot of work i imagine to drive an 18 wheeler through a national forest to then get it stuck in a field especially so, a guy that like knows what he's doing right which he did so how did that happen and then his paranoia his delusions possibly hallucinations the strange facial and jaw movements what caused all of there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That, so I'll go through some of the theories. We'll start with drugs since we clearly just talked about drugs not that long number ago. Number one on my list. Like I said, his family and boss do not believe that drugs played a role but many people speculate that he may have used some type of upper that day in order to get his delivery done on time, despite running on very little sleep. Yeah, so, I mean, he, it might have been his first time trying something. Right. That's what a lot of people said. Either he didn't, it, he had never done drugs before or he didn't do them often and he ended up having a bad reaction, which sure. if he didn't use drugs, he wouldn't know what to expect and wouldn't think that that would happen but sometimes it does sometimes people have terrible reactions to drugs or it makes me think of that the case of that couple who ended up dying of hypothermia because they smoked meth or i don't know if they smoked meth they did meth and then they were having these this really strong paranoia and delusions and hallucinations and they like got lost, I think. And then they didn't know they were like scared to, 
I don't even remember, but they called police and they were saying very strange things to police. I love those 911 calls when they're like, I'm so stoned. I think my heart is going to explode and someone has turned on my oven. It it, like, it wasn't like that. I know, but it's just funny. Like, Yeah, but then um, they stayed in their car that night and it was yeah. freezing cold and they died of hypothermia. So that's yeah, rough. Yeah, it just reminds me of that kind of where you do drugs and then by the time that you're having this terrible reaction, you're in a very dangerous situation and it's very hard to get out of it unless someone calls police right then and there yeah. and they get there. intervention. Yeah. So when you consider, like I said, the strange jaw movements, possible delusions and hallucinations and paranoia, it fits the symptoms of certain drug usage. So that's why a lot of people speculate that that might have been what happened. Yeah. Another theory that sounds very plausible to me is that Devin suffered from a medical emergency like a diabetic coma or a stroke. Yeah. Because both of those things can make you incredibly disoriented. Sure. And a diabetic coma especially makes sense to me because if he got out of his truck and he was just acting really strange because he had no idea what was going on, I don't think it would take I mean, then he's out in the wilderness and he dies because he right. completely falls into a diabetic coma and right. there's no treatment for him because no one knows where he is. So I think that's very plausible. I really I think agree. that that could be what happened. A stroke obviously could also be what happened. I mean, either one, but I don't know. To me, the diabetic coma just seems like it makes sense for, it just makes more sense to me, I guess, Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Other theories are carbon monoxide poisoning. The refrigeration or the truck in some way. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't think that there's ever been any testing done on that particular rig to see if there were any issues with it, which I wish that they would have done that because then we'd have a better idea of what happened. Sure. But my question is, if you are exposed to carbon monoxide and you get out into... Yeah. clean air wouldn't it dissipate i know that it can take like 24 hours to dissipate depending on how much carbon monoxide is in your blood but you would think that as it dissipates would you would you. stay alive like you you wouldn't die i think it would matter depending on like how long you were exposed right? yeah absolutely there's a, point, there's a point of no return i imagine yeah but wouldn't you think that the point of no return would have been before he has been out of the rig for, yeah, you know, however long to walk I far do. enough away. Like, so that to me seems... There's some kind of perfect storm that happened here is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Other things that people think are, of course, sleep deprivation and just sure. a mental break because of sleep deprivation. And he just went into psychosis and then maybe the elements just killed him or he tripped and fell or he fell off a cliff or something yeah i mean it, that could have ultimately been what it was yeah the ultimate thing but i don't know if it matters what the end thing was i think it's all about what led up to this absolutely i totally agree the the biggest question is what the fuck caused all of this because it's so antithetical to everything that people said 
Antithetical. Holy shit, we're coming out with some words tonight. So, anyways, those are the theories, and I would love to know what you guys think. This case just really, like I said, there's just something so unsettling about it to me. I think it's the combination of a truck just driving fast in a place it's not supposed to be, and then just ending up stranded even further into a national forest. Which, which makes sense. Like, if the truck is out there, it's going to get stuck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, that adds up. That's the only thing that adds up about this whole story. Yeah. Like, well, except for the guy, you know, he's totally asleep, right? He can't sleep, and then he gets lost. That makes sense. Like, he's trying to drive when he shouldn't be, and something bad happens. That happens all the time. Right. But what doesn't make sense is that he didn't pull over. This guy has three kids, a wife, a house. He's trying to provide for this family. He's in constant contact with his boss. Why didn't his boss tell him just, no, dude, it's going to be okay. Take a nap. Well, a couple of things. When they have a ship. Meant in when they have a load in their truck, they have a very tight time schedule because that food's going to go bad. They Uh, it's it's so stressful, and I don't think that the bosses always care that much. I'm not saying that his boss didn't. I'm just saying a lot of bosses don't care that much about their drivers, and they would have them do. And this was another thing that a lot of people said was there were we have some rules in place now for how long a a truck driver can drive for before they have to sleep. But they didn't really have that then. And if they did, it wasn't nearly as strict strict as it is now. So people would stay up for days just driving. And in order to do that, a lot of them would take drugs and... People were talking about how at a lot of like truck stops, there was uh, basically like legal amphetamines. Yeah, they um, called it no dose that you could buy at the truck stop. So a lot of yep. people would buy those pills. And I was wondering, like, well, it it's not that hard to pat like if you if you know when your drug test is going to be, which it's possible he did. I don't know how his boss conducted them especially for people who aren't necessarily addicted, but are just using drugs to stay awake in certain, you know, when they're working. Yeah. In certain situations, it's not that hard to pass a drug test, right? Give yourself three days, drink a bunch of water and then it'll be out of your system. So that doesn't really say that much to me. The family saying like, I, I really don't, think that he had a drug problem or used drugs means more to me than the drug test. If they were if they were done often and they were random, it would mean a lot more to me, but we don't know that that's the case. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, there are tons of people who struggle with substance use disorder or just who use drugs who you would never think use drugs. So, sure. it's very know. possible to hide it from your family, especially when you're gone, you know, for long periods of time. But anyways, I don't really think that's what it was. I don't think it was drug use. I I do think that 
some type of medical emergency like a diabetic coma or a stroke makes more sense. Anyways, or I guess I shouldn't call it a diabetic coma because it wouldn't be a coma until you're in a coma. But yes, a diabetic event that leads to a diabetic coma. Okay. So really quickly, I'll give an update on Ruby Frankie. Ruby fucking fuck off. Or Ruby Frankie and Jody Hildebrandt because they, you know, go together. <laughs> go together to prison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to prison. <laughs> Another good movie, by the way, that I'm sure you haven't seen. No. So we now know that over the last year, police have done two welfare checks at Ruby Frankie's home. On September 18th, 2022, Sherry Frankie called police requesting a welfare check after neighbors called to let her know that her siblings had been left at home alone for a long time by themselves. Like hours or days? Days. By the time police were called, the kids had been home alone for five days straight. What? And there are some, you know, pretty young kids. The police saw the kids through the window, but the kids wouldn't answer the door, probably because their mom said... No matter what, do not answer the door. And so they're probably terrified to answer the door. Police can't just go in? I guess not. They said the kids were on the phone and then they all went upstairs and that was the hand, I guess. I Yeah, That's I don't think weird. they were. Okay, go on. I know, I agree. Neighbors told the police that Ruby often left them home alone for long periods of time so that she could go visit Jody Hildebrandt. One of the neighbors even provided evidence showing police her home security cameras that proved Ruby left on September 14th and still hadn't returned by September 18th. So the neighbors were very concerned. Like they had been keeping an eye out. So the police dropped the ball. Police have dropped the ball here. It does seem like that. Yes. And then a search warrant was obviously done at Jody Hildebrandt's house after the arrest. Right. And... They found that she had been applying honey and cayenne pepper to the children's wounds. Oh, geez. Yeah. And then she would use duct tape on top of her honey and cayenne pepper paste. So she would put the paste on their wounds and then she would put duct tape on top of that as like a dressing for the wounds and as a way to like keep them like tied up still, I guess, because the reason that the reason they had such bad wounds was because she had had them tied up so tightly for yeah. so long. Right. And they found two sets of handcuffs, bandages, and ropes, which that's weird as fuck for Jody Hildebrandt to have. Like, yeah. clearly she only has that for one reason, and it's to... Tie up children. Hold kids hostage. Yeah, tie up children. So... Their hearing was delayed due to the copious amounts of information that they have to go through. Sure. So they'll stay in jail until that hearing. I, I, I'm not sure. They're not getting out for anything. Yeah, I don't think that they would get out after that hearing. I'm just saying at the very least, they are for sure staying in jail well, until that hearing. Do they have anybody that would bail them out? Because like their bail is going to be really high. Possibly. I I would imagine that. It's possible that they do have people that would bail them out. I don't know, though. Like quarter million dollar bill? Maybe. I mean, because they run this Connections Classroom cult. So yeah, depending true. on how many cult members there are. Crowdfunding and stuff. Yeah. Although it seems like a lot of people hate them. A lot of Jody Hildebrandt's past patients because she was a therapist. Right. 
have come out and said she was fucking terrible. And she actually had her license since she's been in jail. Her license has been removed. So, well, of course. Yeah. Thank God. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty clear. Yeah. Like, you know, even if, even if for some strange reason, a court of law doesn't convict her, you know, the, they're not bound by the same rules. Right. Yeah. She has broken many ethical, ethical yeah. she's had many ethical violations. Absolutely. All of them. Yeah. Um. And then this part, I might edit this out because I, I do struggle to talk about this because I feel bad that to hear it. it's been out that that it's been talked about i i feel bad that fucking ruby even said this so in order to try to pass blame onto her children and make them responsible for her decision to abuse them and allow her friend to tie them up for who knows how long and starve them she said that one of her children was sexually assaulting some of the other children and Jody Hildebrandt said that the two children who were tied up are not safe for any other kids to be around ever which makes no sense how I think they're 10 and 12 a 10 year old little girl a 12 year old little boy what could they possibly do to be so unsafe for all other children not to mention we've seen videos of them and in the videos they seem incredibly polite there's videos of them talking about the kid who she's accusing of sexually assaulting his siblings and in those videos they say he's so mature he's so empathetic like they're literally talking about how much empathy this kid has and how great of a kid he is how mature he is and now you're saying that the reason that right even if he did that's a there's a deeper issue you need children to are get them you need to get them into therapy because something else is going on and you need yep. to figure out what's going on in children you. children do act out sexually from time to time it does happen but usually it's because something's been done to them right exactly but i and don't even things, believe that he I don't did i don't either but, but those yeah. things happen and there needs to be further investigation not severe punishment right exactly and it's the parents responsibility to get help for their children and you don't help your children by punishing them yeah my guess is the abuse came from her sanctioned by her or something along those lines anyway yeah it's her and jody hildebrandt because they both literally think that they are god's gift to this earth and just fuck all of her kids it just really gets me when she talks about in her videos how they are not welcome to move in with her after they turn 18. They are, they own nothing in the house. Nothing in the house is theirs. It is all hers. Right. She owns all of it. Blah, 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 fucking whatever. When you quite literally make all of your money from the videos of your children. It's totally fine because all of that money will be those children's money. Yes. Like all of that God. money is, either, well, maybe not because all that money is going to go into her commissary account and those children will not be moving in with mom when they're 18. Yeah. They no. will not be living at home with mom when ma, when they're 18 years old. No, hopefully mom's still in jail. Well, honey, they're, they're, that's only like, she's going to do more than 18 years. 
I hope so. But I mean, child they, abuse like that. I'm just saying, I hope so. Sometimes, sometimes they don't sentence people to, I mean, there's rapists, attempted murderers who have gotten less time than 18 not of, years. Not of so. children. I mean, sexual like molestation sometimes, you know, you get a 10 year sentence or something like that. Yes. But I think if you do something like, you know, child abuse one, you're going for, it's a lifetime sentence. It's a 20 year minimum. Okay, I'm just saying, I really hope that she gets an incredibly long time. I just worry that she won't is all. But I hope that she does because she absolutely deserves it. She has put all of her children through hell for way too long. Yep. All right. So that is all that we have for you guys today. (laughs) On that happy note. (laughs) And. (laughs) I fucking hate her. We We will be back very, very soon with another episode. Don't forget, you can subscribe to our TikTok and our Instagram. We don't post there super often, but I'm trying to post there more. And I feel kind of silly, like since there's not really anyone following them, I feel kind of silly posting to them. So if more people follow them, I think I'll feel less silly posting to them. But in the meantime, I'm going to keep trying, you know. Um, (laughs) It takes content to get people, but, you know, we're going to keep doing it. So... If you do have a second and you would be willing to leave us a review and a rating, I would be so, so, so grateful. It really, really helps us um, and to turn on automatic downloads. But if you don't want to, that is also totally fine. I just love that you're here and you're listening and it means so much to me. So thank you all so much. I love you all and I'll talk to you soon. See you next time. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.